Hi, I'm Liz Graveline. As a doctor of physical therapy, I spent my early 20s refining my intervention skills on treating joint pain, stiffness, and weakness. Now in my early 30s, as a working mom of two toddlers, it wasn't long ago that I had to rebuild my level of fitness from the ground up. My mission has evolved to not only affect positive change amongst the frequent flyers of Stanford, Connecticut, but amongst the masses. I'll teach you how exercise can be safe and simple while blocking out the noise. On this show, morning routines, posture, joint health, and life longevity are all topics we'll break down for you into digestible bits of information to quickly implement in your day-to-day life. Regardless of whether you are the experienced or novice exerciser, this is a place you can receive actionable steps and strategies to reach you closer and closer to your fitness goals without judgment or the external pressures. Bringing back the fun and excitement into an active lifestyle so that it's tied into how you feel versus what you look like is what we'll discuss here. So settle in and get ready to be cheered on while you learn. This is the Exercise Proper Podcast. I first want to give a shout out to those of you who have been tuning in every week. Thank you so much. And if you haven't already, please hit the link in the show notes to subscribe for additional free health and fitness information, such as at-home workouts, injury prevention strategies for the recreational athletes out there, and also research-based treatment interventions for pain. I'd really appreciate it. It helps small businesses like mine to subscribe to our email list. Thank you. As a quick disclaimer, the information in this episode is for informational purposes only. No material in this episode is intended to substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have any questions regarding whether or not you have rectus diastasis, seek medical advice with your OBGYN. Do not delay seeking medical advice because of the information you've received in this episode. Rectus diastasis is the separation that occurs along the midline of our rectus abdominis muscle, the six-pack ab muscle, and it separates to accommodate for the growth of the baby in utero. Fun fact, rectus diastasis does not only occur in pregnant women, it can also occur when intra-abdominal pressure exceeds the strength of the connective tissue along the midline of the rectus abdominis muscle. In other words, the abdominal muscles are not strong enough to withstand the pressure inside your stomach. For example, my poppy, he's my grandfather on my dad's side. He was my height, maybe even a little shorter because I would always bend down a little bit to give him a hug, and about 150 pounds. And he had the same size belly I did when it was about time for me to deliver. Same shape and all, I used to call it his pop belly. The way it was firm, if you press your fingers into his stomach, it's a genetic trait. And if he lost 30 pounds, I would imagine he would test positive for rectus diastasis. Rectus diastasis commonly occurs in the majority of pregnant women. The problem, though, occurs when the degree of separation between your abdominal muscles is greater than 2.5 centimeters. When the degree of separation is less than 2.5 centimeters, the gap closes independently of any form of treatment just on its own. When the degree of separation is greater than 2.5 centimeters, that's when interventions like deep core strengthening and pelvic floor training are required to close the gap. If we take the rectus abdominis away, we completely eliminate the six-pack ab muscle from our anatomy, from our body. Our stomachs would then sag to our thighs. Legit. The weight and pressure from our organs 
will slowly stretch our skin over time so that everything hangs past our thighs. The function of the rectus abdominis keeps it tight. It holds your organs in, especially when you exercise, especially when you take a deep breath. Imagine you shove, let's say, 20 pounds of silly string into saran saran wrap. And you wrap this 20-pound ball of silly string around and around so that there's layers and layers of saran wrap holding the silly string together so it's in a tight ball. Now imagine you draw a line with a knife from top to bottom and gently cut away a few layers of the saran wrap. You'll see the ball start to get a little bigger. Then you make another cut. Now you have a three-inch gap and the ball is even bigger. This is exactly what's happening slowly over time to your abdomen when this connective tissue is compromised. Everyone that has ever had a baby should self-check for rectus diastasis because you can't always rely on your OBGYN to make an assessment. And it's pretty simple. The rectus abdominis is a fairly long muscle. And between the left and right sides of the muscle, there is a long line of connective tissue called linea alba. Linea alba exists along the midline of your abdomen. It attaches from the bottom of your ribs to your pubic bone, the bone directly below your belly button. And the muscle can separate at any point along the length of linea alba during pregnancy. So when you perform your self-assessment, you want to check above your belly button, at your belly button, and below your belly button. First, you're going to lie on your back. Have two fingers ready your first finger and your middle finger to be placed directly above our belly button and with your fingers facing down. Lift your head up off the ground and press your fingers down. This test will be positive if you have a gap that is greater than or equal to one inch. The width of two fingers is equal to approximately one inch. Now relax your head on the ground. Get ready to test again with your fingers at your belly button this time. Then lift your head up off the ground as you press your fingers down. Test for a third time with your fingers below your belly button. Make sure your fingers are positioned down towards your pelvis during all three test trials. And just to make note, it is completely normal to have some degree of separation. Normally there's about three quarters of a centimeter of separation at the belly button and an even slightly greater degree of separation below the belly button. And that's completely normal. So if you're measuring at one finger width or less, you've tested negative for rectus diastasis. What I wasn't aware of is there's another subgroup to classify rectus diastasis and that's depth. I just walked you through how to measure for the width of the gap between your six-pack ab muscles, but you'll also see if you create a Google search, let's say, and and it asks how to measure for rectus diastasis, they may mention how to measure depth, and when you're not a healthcare professional, that's more difficult to self-assess. So my recommendation is to focus on measuring width only. Keep it simple, and listen, if you're concerned whether you have tested positive for rectus diastasis or not, Regardless of the outcome of this test, you should schedule a visit with your OBGYN. They will get a better, accurate measurement and will be able to guide you to local resources within your community, like a physical therapist with a women's health specialty, to address your rectus diastasis properly and appropriately. In the literature, there are several classifications for rectus diastasis meaning not everyone conducting research for rectus diastasis treatment measures 
for rectus diastasis in the same way. And you'll notice if you create a Google search, the variation in classification for rectus diastasis has trickled down the pipe. As you read articles, let's say by Baby Center or Get Mom Strong or Every Mother, specifically on rectus diastasis, you'll notice there's a lot of variation on how to measure, how to conservative, conservatively manage and exercises to avoid. So it gets confusing for moms. And this is also because currently there's very low quality evidence to support a highly specific exercise program in the treatment of rectus diastasis. And that's probably why every OB or midwife is not recommending you to see a physical therapist with a women's health specialty because there's no universally accepted conservative treatment approach for rectus diastasis. That being said, there are high quality studies that support a deep core stability exercise program for treating rectus diastasis. There's just not a hundreds and hundreds of high quality studies. And that's what brings me to talk about this topic because the majority of women that are my friends and family, they understand the definition of rectus diastasis. But outside the definition, there's a lot of confusion and, you know, they have tons of questions. So in today's episode, the focus is on deep core stabilization exercises because we know the research supports deep core stabilization exercises as a highly successful treatment for a weak core. That's a fact, and anyone with rectus diastasis has a weak core. I can't guarantee these exercises will correct your rectus diastasis, but it's highly likely. You cannot return to running, tennis, weightlifting without a solid deep core stabilization exercise program first. Without priming your deep core musculature before returning to high impact activities or weightlifting, you are increasing the likelihood for developing low back pain urinary incontinence, and more if you don't have those conditions already. You can actually worsen the degree of separation at your six-pack ab muscle if you return to these activities too quickly. If you've seen videos and pictures of other women on social media with a distended abdomen postpartum and sharing their progress after using topical ointments, disregard the allegation that the ointment treatment actually treats the problem. I've never used these ointments. I don't know how their ingredients change the structure or composition of your skin, and maybe they do help aesthetically. However, no way are these solutions in a bottle, magically bridging the gap between a rectus abdominis that is separated by two to five inches. You need exercise to bridge this gap, period. So I completely understand that the cosmetic concern is a true concern and and completely valid. However, I hope to present you with the motivation to treat rectus diastasis or a weak core for other reasons that aren't purely cosmetic. And these reasons are real conditions like pelvic pain, risk of umbilical hernias, overactive pelvic floor muscles, painful sex, low back pain, and urinary incontinence. After having Reese, my second child, I had low back pain and urinary incontinence when I jumped and sneezed and ran or laughed uncontrollably, which if you know me, that happens a lot. And my husband's so funny and I also laugh at everything, but it's annoying to change your clothes. It's annoying when you have to wear panty liners always, especially when you really want to wear a dress on date night that perfectly hugs your butt, 
you want to look cute, but how do you tuck the liner around your thong? You don't. That's not a look I'm going for. Normally, I just wear no underwear, but I can't have pee running down my leg when I start to laugh at the dinner table. This whole situation is ridiculous and completely inconvenient. <laughs> so I'm hoping to save you from any uncomfortable situations like this. I'm trying to help you out, save you from setting yourself up in a vulnerable situation for your body to be in when you start a weightlifting program too soon and save you from injuring your lower back when you go for a run. But I also don't want you to feel afraid. I want you to feel confident knowing exactly what you need to do to prime your core musculature for safe return to your usual workouts, whatever they may be. Before we get into the proper exercises to start with, here are some exercises you absolutely should avoid prior to start starting a core strengthening program. And these include sit-ups, planks, push-ups, all crunches, scissors, flutter kicks, and leg lifts. These exercises require extremely strong, deep core musculature. Without a strong core, these exercises place strain on the connective tissue and can compromise your recovery to treat rectus diastasis. An appropriate deep core strengthening program includes exercises that activate two main muscles, your transverse abdominis located deep to your six-pack ab muscle and your pelvic floor muscles, which exist below your bladder in between your pelvis. These exercises require the motor control and coordination of diaphragmatic breathing as you inhale and activation of your transverse abdominis and pelvic floor muscles as you inhale. You begin on your back by taking a deep inhalation using your diaphragm and relaxing your pelvic floor. Then as you exhale, you draw your belly button up and in towards your spine while you contract your pelvic floor. These two contractions should happen together. Don't concern yourself with reps or sets. Try to perform this exercise for a duration of five minutes per day, then increase to 10 minutes. It's okay to perform five minutes two times per day. Once you gain some confidence with the technique, you'll want to try this exercise lying on your side and then in sitting, then in standing, then on your hands and knees. Once you've mastered this exercise in all five positions, then integrate this technique while attempting a squat or a lunge. It's a slow process, although eventually the new awareness you have around deep core and pelvic floor activation should become more automatic. There's a common misconception you know, around core activation in general. As a physical therapist, I spend a lot of time retraining my patients to draw their belly buttons up and in instead of pushing out. So when you are performing this technique, I recommend at first to hug your hands around your stomach at the level beneath your belly button and firmly press your hands in towards your spine. As you inhale, you should feel your stomach gently push into your hands and as you exhale, you should feel your stomach draw up and in towards your spine and away from your hands. This technique will all come together for you once you can visualize the exercise. I highly recommend using every mother's embody clinically proven program to correct rectus diastasis. This program is a paid program that takes you through from start to finish. At the end of the program, you will you will be participating in cardio and resistance training workouts. 
Dr. Ellen Casey, a sports medicine physiatrist at the Women's Sports Medicine Center at Hospital for Special Surgery, conducted a research study using this program, using the Every Mother's Exercise program. The study followed 43 healthy women from 12 to 36 weeks postpartum with rectus diastasis and measured the separation before and after their exercise program. After 12 weeks, all 43 women experienced significant reduction in their abdominal separation after following every mother's exercise program. And all women reported improved low back pain and incontinence, which is huge. You can find every mother's link in the show notes in case you have more questions. Otherwise, thank you so much for listening in on today's episode. If you receive some insight and tangible strategies you can use, please subscribe to the Exercise Proper podcast. Post a screenshot tagging your girl at Liz underscore Graveline. Don't forget to leave a review. Or if you are looking for other tips and tricks in your health and wellness journey, you can send me an email at LizGraveline at gmail.com. I'd shriek at the sight of your name in my inbox. That would be amazing. See you next time, guys.